0: The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. I actually love standing in for Michael McKenna because I get to <laughs> chat to Rolene, one of my favorite people in the world. Rolene, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. Thanks, and, and, and some music trivia. Let's play music trivia because you've just played uh, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. And Ray Smith was part of another band. What was it?
0: Oh, Oh, I love this. I don't know, but I'm about to find out something that's going to make me excited. Tell me.
1: The Jefferson airplane. If you remember somebody to love and white rabbit.
0: I feel like I should have known that. And
1: also the Jefferson starship.
0: Of course. It's something that it should have stood out. But think about that song. It takes you back. It's 1987. You were in standard five. Am I right?
1: A little bit younger than
0: that. Is that at four? Uh,
1: somewhere in between. Somewhere
0: in between. In between. Well, they work in the grades now, so it would have been grade six or seven that you were in. But that song took the world by storm, and it's such an endless classic. Yeah, but you and I are not here to talk music. We're here to talk about the serious things that are happening in Israel. So let's get right to it. The U.S. Speaker Kevin McCarthy is currently in Israel. What does this mean for Israeli-American relations, which we have seen have been a little bit difficult of late?
1: Well, this is a a huge symbol of the relationship between the two countries. In fact, I'll uh, mention a little bit of his speech. He says, for three quarters of a century, Israel has been a beacon of freedom, progress and democracy after 75 years of friendship between the US and Israel. I know this to be true. The best days for Israel and our unbreakable bond are ahead of us. Now, this is the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. He is also a Republican representative of California. He is here. He's leading a bipartisan delegation of about uh, 20 in the country, uh, not just to address the Knesset and to meet with important dignitaries, but also to bring this... uh, this message now there has been some contention that President Biden, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but Biden seems to be really messing up relations, not just with Israel but with the United Kingdom as well, especially as the world approaches the coronation um, this coming. Uh, weekend, there were, uh, debates whether or not that relationship is, is, still as strong as it was. But here we have, uh, the U.S. Speaker of the House, uh, making a firm, firm statement. Uh, and this is very, very important. We heard from, uh, two divergent ministers in, or, or, or members of Knesset in our government earlier today. One, Yariv Nabi, He is the uh, Minister of Justice, highly contentious because he's pushing forward these reforms which are not sitting very well with many Israelis and also not with the Biden administration. And and he made some very, very controversial comments saying that the Biden administration needs to stop interfering and accused. Uh, uh, Washington are, are, are putting protesters up to to their protest. You know, it really takes away the agency of Israelis who can make up their own minds whether or not they agree or, or disagree. And then you had the divergent opinion coming from Benny Gantz, who who said that, you know, the, these comments were extremely, extremely inflammatory and, and irresponsible and that, you know, Israel very much needs the strong friendship with the United States, especially as we have to face off against Iran, something that Speaker McCarthy uh, alluded to in his speech and something that Prime Minister Netanyahu also made in his opening comments earlier today.
0: Very interesting stuff coming out of the States. I chatted earlier about Tucker Carlson, who's actually been sued... By a Jewish producer, not just has he left Fox, but a Jewish producer from Fox is actually suing him for what she calls anti-Semitism. Very, very interesting, the dynamic in America at the moment, especially amongst the Republicans and the great relationship with Israel. But some seriously good comments coming from McCarthy, reinforcing that very special bond that exists between Israel and the United States.
1: And not just that, you know, he he landed yesterday, he was greeted by our speaker of the Knesset, Amir Ohana, Uh, and straight from the airport, he went to uh, the Kotel, the Wailing Wall. You know, uh, anybody who visits uh, the Wailing Wall, uh, it sends a huge message out, not to uh, just Israelis, but to Jews around uh, the world, that, you know, uh, uh, our issues, our heritage, our everything is taken with the utmost uh, respect and seriously. And then went to Yad Vashem. Yad Vashem is where we expect all officials to go when they visit to Israel. That is our National Holocaust Memorial and Museum. And, and he said uh, that if Biden does not, Invite Prime Minister Netanyahu to um, uh, to to the United States. Then, then he will. He will in his capacity as uh, Speaker of the House. Uh, and, and then today he's met with both. Our president, Isaac Herzog, again reiterating the strong relationship, especially as Israel celebrates 75 years of independence and meeting just before he addressed the Knesset, which was just moments ago, with Prime Minister Netanyahu. So uh, uh, this is hugely, hugely symbolic and, and just reiterates those strong and undivisive bonds.
0: You mentioned Kevin McCarthy meeting with President Herzog. And let's go from international politics involving Israel and America to local politics in Israel. Um, president Herzog admonished Yair Levine. I find this a bit strange because one always um, seems to, to misunderstand the actual role played by the president. Is it purely ceremonial? Why is he admonishing people? So let's first break down why did he admonish Yair Levine and is this unusual for the president?
1: This is, uh, it's unusual for the president to take such a hard, hard line. Uh, you know, the president is ceremonial, he, he's, uh, he's there to be very much uh, uh, you know, a sounding board, uh, very much a, a unifier. And over the last couple of months, we've seen these issues, uh, between the pro-reform and, and anti-reforms really just tearing Israeli society uh, a, a part, and, and it's and it 's filtering out to Jewish communities around the world i've seen it uh, in in various forums i 've experienced it on social media you know no matter what you say you 're going to get bombarded from either side uh, and he has said you know he 's aware. Of the concerns of all Israelis, and he very much wants to reach a broad-based consensus, which is what I think the majority want. I think we can all understand that there are needs for reforms, but we can all understand that some of the reforms put forward on on the uh, proposals are just uh, very, very concerning and, and, and worrying to say the least. And uh, on Thursday night, at a pro-reform rally in Jerusalem, Yariv Lavi He is our Justice Minister. And being the Justice Minister also comes with a certain uh, level of gravitas uh, that is expected, a a certain uh, kind of decorum that is expected. Uh, And he made comments basically saying that the Supreme Court, uh, you know, uh, goes easy on rapists, uh, and that it promotes what he calls these um, false, uh, uh, the, the, these false uh, memorial events, which allows the supporters of terrorists to attend. Now, last week on Erev Yom Hazekaron, we had 15,000 Palestinians and uh, Israelis sitting together. And you know, I'm sure there's uh, arguments for and against, but it's very, very irresponsible of Yair Naveen, given the mood of division in this country, to stir it up further. And the president stepped in. And, you know, he didn't uh, call him out personally, but he did say that uh, he expects... Everyone, especially public officials, to restrain remarks and conduct and to act responsibly, which many see is a, a direct admonishing of Yariv Naveen for these highly, highly inflammatory comments.
0: I've got one final um, political question to ask of you, then a personal question. So let's get the political out of the way. Gantz has grown the lead that he has versus Netanyahu. Can he maintain this momentum, and what are your thoughts on this? Well, this-
1: quite a, a fascinating uh, dynamic to watch because we're really in the battle of the two BBS. you know, to coin a phrase that's uh, not too popular, it's all about the Benjamins uh, Netanyahu and guns, and Netanyahu um, it, since uh, January this year has seen his population, uh, popular, uh, popularity I can't get my tongue around this today, really start to plummet and that has been consistent. Many feel that he is giving in too much to the extreme element in his government. Uh, many people feel that he's actually being held captive by these extreme elements, Smotrich, ben uh Yariv Navin, and, and various others. And we're starting to see chasms developing in the Likud the party. Now, on the opposite side of that, you have, you have Benny Gantz, many who felt was too naive to enter the political world. Uh, he lost a lot of his constituents when uh, during the pandemic, after uh, saying he'll never sit in a Netanyahu government, he he famously sat in, in, in a coalition with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, which lost him a lot of his, his voters. But the way that he has conducted himself over the last couple of months, uh, many are saying we are seeing a statesman, Come out of this. The former Prime Minister, Yael Lapid, uh, uh, many times has been extremely stubborn and, uh, sometimes irrational. And, and it's also cost him a lot of popularity. So Guns right now, if he can maintain this momentum, if he doesn't get caught in the, uh, you know, the, uh, American style, um, rhetoric that happens around these types of, uh, uh, uh and uh, 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 these careers if he can maintain his momentum because uh p- polls have it and it's not just one poll it's multiple polls have it that if we had to go to elections tomorrow uh, the uh, the Kud party will lose a lot of seats that Netanyahu and his coalition wouldn't even be able to get 50 seats whereas Guns is the man to, to beat. So can he maintain this momentum? Can he continue to be a statesman, which is what Israelis are starting to notice? Well, we're going to have to wait and see.
0: And very quickly, you and I shared a love of the Queen second to none. We were absolutely devastated with her passing. I don't get to speak to you again this week, and this weekend coming is the coronation of King Charles are you going to be watching Are You Still a Royalist?
1: Is this a trick question? I have my tiara ready I will have <laughs> scones, of scones and tea, I'm very much a Royalist I have an enormous amount of respect for King Charles and Queen Camilla, I think that uh, uh you know, they have endured a lot. Of the, the king is very much a man of the people, a man ahead of his time. He was the original environmentalist before uh, everybody caught him onto that. And, of course, I mean, come on, Chad, there's going to be carriages and crowns and tiaras and soldiers and horses. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be a spectacle spectacular uh, uh, event and hey, I remain an ardent royalist
0: me loves pomp and ceremony me loves military parades and what you said is so very oh, true uh, me too, he was the first conservationist in 1917, I remind people of this he's the one who stood up in the House of Commons and House of Lords in a joint sitting and said plastic bags, single use plastic bags are the biggest threat to the environment Roline, you'll be chatting to Michael later in the week always good to chat to you
1: Always good to chat to you too, and we'll be in touch on Saturday as we watch the coronation.
0: It's a certainty.